Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we'll be talking about sending more mail and if it's really just that easy. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website. It is PlumInvestmentGroup.com. Yo. What's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Man, I uh, last week we had the Nationals and was a little disappointed in my performance. But I am, as a father, I am uberly proud of my my daughter. She uh, made the podium all three days. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She's got a big old grin on all the photos. Yeah, she didn't want to take the pictures. I had to force her to take the pictures. Like, babe, I need it. I need it for your sponsors. You're you're sponsored by Casual Fridays REI. <laughs> I always wonder, because um, your kids always look very big smiles and everything in their photos, but I wonder if they've just grown up and like that we're take a hundred photos. So they're really good at posing. And then if it's really like, Hey, we're gonna take your photo. And they're like, okay. Or if you're like, we're taking your photo, like, no, we're taking your photo. No, no. And then you make them. <laughs> uh, I think when it's me, they're, they're quicker to just say, yeah. Cause they know I'm not going to take a hundred of them. I get one and I go, but when it's Jessica and she's got them sitting on the pool or the, the fireplace, there's it's, it's a pose and it's, uh, she takes about a hundred of them. And <laughs> you know, it's hard to get three kids all to smile at the same time, but you know, for it, and I say that, and it sounds like I'm kind of downgrading my wife in that, but in in her defense, I don't have kids. I don't have photos from being a kid. Like I don't have like a this record of growing up, and I'm I'm like overly excited that she does that because we look back and like we. I just for those who've done consulting with me, I just got a new computer and I had to transfer files over. So you know my computer would run into issues when the microwave would come on or anything like that. We uh, had thirty five thousand files that had to come over. It took eighteen hours. But doing that, we'd popped into some old pictures and saw like the kid's first birthday party and the, those type of things. So that's that's cool that we get to see that now. And I'm glad that she does that. But during the time, sometimes it's a little <laughs> it's a little stressful for all parties involved. I think they're good at posing. They always look like they're genuinely happy. Happy to take the photo. I feel like my kids are genuinely happy anyways. They don't you know, they they're like any other kids. They have their good and bad, you know, days and they get tired and cranky, but Overall, like our goal is to raise kids that are good human beings that are happy to be alive, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably an important goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about. I talked to some parents, like a, a parent about that. And, you know, we listen to these struggles of entrepreneurs who go through life and you, you they become successful. I mean, I'm thinking like Grant Cardone tells a story about being punched in the face with a gun because he was a drug addict and didn't know his dad and had didn't have anything. His mom was a single mom working. Or, you know, Countless other big investors immigrated from Iran, like Manny Koshman. Is that, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. you know the immig- uh, PJ. You know he VIP Motorings and Exotic Car Hacks. That's how I know him. But these guys talk about these trials and tribulations they went through as a kid, and you don't want your kids to have to go through those trials and tribulations. But you hope that they have something in their life that develops their character because. Everybody gets tested with a little bit of grit, a little bit of 
um, need or want to be better. Mm-hmm. I think some would argue that that grit and that all that drama and trouble makes people so much tougher and like better. Like would Manny Grant and PJ all be as successful as who they are without that? Oh, I I, I don't think so. Like we we talk about uh, um, Dusty, you know sleeping on the side of 10 to 16, raising your kids, having to go work in an oil patch and then running to, to, to taking over like energy companies, you know, that's that there's a, there's a, there's something that changes in a person at that early age. And I joke with people all the time. They're like, well, why are you so happy now? I was like, cause I feel like as a kid, there was things that I wasn't happy about. And I don't, I don't translate that to being successful later. I, I think it just made me appreciate the better times because I knew it could be worse. It reminds me of like every good musician you see, you're always, there's like, battle depression or yeah. something you know it's it feels like that thing a, a shitty life brings out creativity yeah and well i <laughs> and part of me thinks so that 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 feeling of being on stage that all eyes on me and when they're not anymore you're hot or you're not when it comes to something like a, a musician or a creator or an artist and it's not it's not based on taking down a deal or skills i mean they have a skill set but it's a also a, a liking to or you're this the center of attention and all of a sudden you're not. And so that, that becomes fragile too. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Grant Cardone, I don't sure if you laid that up on purpose or not, but <laughs> I've uh, been doing this a while, but <laughs> I, uh, I mentioned a week or so ago that undercover billionaire just went off the air. Yeah. Well, that's one of my favorite shows and we found it on discovery plus. Okay. It's for some reason they moved it to there, I guess to drive people to buy the subscriptions or whatever. Uh-huh. But anyway, I found it and like, I got my dad on it. We're hooked. We've been binge watching it. Um, but Grant Cardone, man, he's I, I don't know if he's ever been proven or tested or anything, but this dude has got to be bipolar. He really? is so hot and so cold on these things. Like one day he's like, if y'all show up tomorrow, I'm not sure I'm here. I'm leaving. I'm going home. And the other day he's like riding super high. But he's uh, he's been bu- being put to the test here. Is he? Oh, yeah. He, he his he's got two businesses that he's one. He's going to flip an apartment and make a million dollars on it. And the other one, he's starting a marketing company, which are the two things that he does with his company. He's just recreating what he already does, but he can't use any of his resources. That's right. His name is Lewis Curtis. Okay. And the show, and he gets this apartment under contract, Mm -hmm. but now he's got to find investors. Uh But well, Grant Cardone can't pick up the phone, right? Lewis Curtis has got to go raise it. So he, he goes to a barber shop and he, tells his barber about everything and the barber makes some some connections and he pitches this room of former NFL player, other real estate investors, other just business people, right? And he's got a mask on and a hat and glasses and so you can't really tell it's him. Uh-huh. And he pitches it and everyone there just doesn't get it. Okay. They they like no one invest. They don't even give him like a second a second thought. And okay. so he's like super upset about that and then he's having to do all the marketing, build the marketing business himself. He's picking up the phone. He's cold calling a hundred people a day. He's doing, he's getting rejected left and freaking right. Like so far he started off real hot Yeah, and he made uh, several thousand dollars at the beginning. But since then he, he ain't done nothing. Wow. Yeah. And so it's really, it's, this is why I love that show is because it's really easy for Grant Cardone right now yeah. to go out, buy whatever he wants and raise the money for it. Uh-huh. But it, and he's even said, he's like, like wow, this really connects me to back to yeah. what the average person does is like how much because he needed two hundred grand for the security deposit on this apartment. Okay, and he's got ten investors there. Some of them are rich, rich, yeah, and they won't even give up the money. Wow, so that that's that's crazy to think that. Think about when you first started and you tried to pitch this idea to people. Well, it worked 
real easy for you. Well, yeah. Yeah, I said, hey, Justin, I'm buying land for this. You're like, what? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. I mean, that's, I mean, we had a business together. That yeah. That's a little different. But you look around, like, I, I remember, like, when we started this, I went to lunch with a colleague. I say a colleague. It's a, it's a friend that we knew through college. Um, he's done really well. He owns his own company. And he's he always asked about, like, what side hustles we had going on. And I remember sitting with him at the bar and we're having a drink. We hadn't seen each other in a while. Um, he lives in El Paso. He owns a water – He He's a chemist, but he does water treatment facilities. Uh, Brett, you know, you know him. He has a company out there that when a chemical plant goes down, they still have to have their, their water treatment facility goes down or the electricity. They have to hook a pump into it. So they invented a trailer that's all self-contained filtration system. So they pull up to it. They hook into their inlet and the outlet, and the water just cycles through their trailer, and they can run their water filtration system for you while that goes down. And – they didn't know how big the demand was and they built three trailers and they automatically sold out. And so, or they, they rented out. And so then they ended up putting in like another order of 10 or 15. So they have like 15 or 20 trailers now. Like he has his own plane now, like kind of, that's the kind of money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I told him about buying and selling just raw land, he was like, now you do what you just send mail and you buy land, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it just doesn't, I, I don't know why you would do that. Don't waste your time on it. Mm-hmm. And you just keep doing what you're doing at the railroad. You're doing great there. You keep moving up. You're just making tons of money. Just do keep doing that. And, you know, when you talk to somebody that is successful in their, in their own right, and they tell you, no, you're taking those L's and you just can't, you're like, damn, am I really going to do this? Is this really going to work? I'm glad I didn't listen. But at the same time, we have gotten to a point now where we've oversimplified this and we forget there's a couple different pieces to this facet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to clarify, I don't know how real this show is. Okay. It is a TV show. It's built for drama. Yeah. But um, it definitely seems very real. They're, yeah. they're the directors, producers, editors are all good at what they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're not watching, you should check it out because I, I, I really enjoy the show. Of course, I like a lot of bad TV. <laughs> so I could just be really bad on this, really wrong on this, but. I think it's worth watching. No, I and I I I've noticed some of his marketing has changed in the way he's addressing some newer like he's like going you can see some of his stuff in his in social media has brought him back down to I don't want to say a ground level but for lack of a better term terminology is the ground level to that newer investor that's wanting to get started, you know. For so long he made his name by you're buying a house you're stupid, you're you're doing this, you're not making money if you're not doing this and it, in front of all these people but I almost felt like it was like you when you went to go watch him, you were watching a pipe dream versus watching a how to become successful. Like, mm. this is what I could be if I work hard and I do all this stuff, but I don't know what that first few steps are to do this. So somebody show me that. Also, he is a, his biggest goal was to get his wife and two daughters out there. I think he has two daughters. His wife and two kids out mm-hmm. there. He's living in this. He's still living in a camper or something? No, he's not anymore. He's got a house now, but it's okay. this piece of garbage house. And he's like missing his family so much. And he's like, yeah, my wife and one daughter are at this sporting event. And I'm missing it. My other daughter's hanging out on the yacht with her friends. I'm missing that. And I'm like, there ain't no way they want to come live with you in this piece of shit house when his daughter's hanging out on a yacht right now. Yeah. But anyway, check it I, out. I, I, man, that's that. I bet he's going through it. Like I'm trying, like I, I'm, I guess the empath in me is like going through and like listening to that. And I'm like, I could connect with that so much in a way that when we talked about the kids and give them a good life, would they recognize going back to your roots? Would they, I mean, you went to my house that I grew up in behind Polito's. Like would my wife and my kids go live with me in a house like that? 
Well, your kids wouldn't know any different. They wouldn't know. They, I mean, yeah. they would have fun as yeah. long as dad and mom were happy and they weren't yeah. yelling and drunk laying on oh. the you know the floor. Yeah. With with Jessica, you never know if that's a possibility, no matter where you are. I don't know. Like so, <laughs> laying drunk on the floor, not living yeah. in a small house. <laughs> now she tends to pass out on the couch. Uh, no, it's uh, you know so because when we had the house right over here, I said, hey, we paid cash for it. We could like not have a house payment. We sell our house. We have no nothing, no bills, no nothing, and we could live in that flip house. And she's like, yeah, you know, I really like our house. Well, yeah, I do too, but like no house payment. You know, we could be done debt free. Yeah. And so that was the that's the the, the question to that. You know, and we mentioned oversimplifying stuff, and I know we kind of went all the way around the topic of what we were talking about today, but when we oversimplify it and we say something like, hey, just send more mail, Did when things aren't going right, you know, I think we need to take a step back and maybe do what Grant's going to end up doing. I think he's going to end up reconnecting with his, his, his new starters, his early people, and maybe we need to have that conversation now. Yeah, it is a common thing you hear is if you're not getting the results you want just to do more mail yeah but what no one's really saying is to okay yeah that does work yeah as long as you're doing it properly yeah you're not just you're not just mailing the whole country a 50 dollar per acre offer type of thing yeah and that's you got that right because we've done that like when i say not 50 dollars an offer but we had when we originally started this, we thought everything was a hundred bucks an acre, hundred twenty five bucks an acre, and we didn't take in the time to look at comps and and understand what that looked like because the education that we got just didn't cover it, just didn't yeah. talk to us about that, and that was one of those things that we fixed early on in the blueprint was like, hey, this is what we're looking at now. There's always more variables involved, but you can only control what you control in that offer, that letter, that that piece of material we're sending to them, whether that's the price, the data you're cutting from, or how that looks. Yeah, and you're you're paying attention to the results. You're making changes to that based off of that. Yeah, right? make so that you get better at it each time. Yeah, so that you can eventually. I said this on a podcast that you just like get ninja on it. Yeah, right. Go in there, slice and dice, and just pick certain parts of the county. Like be be the master at, it. be the best at it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it, when you're mail not getting the results you want, and you mail that way, mm-hmm. you're gonna start getting the results you want. Yep, but. I- it, I'll Great. just say, but yeah. if you're if you're not, if you're just blanket mailing everyone and spraying and praying, yeah, it might not work that well. Well, that's and that's one of the, and I'm glad you said that because a lot of people look at the way I mail and and you mail and they think that oh it's just a spray and pray. I'll Justin will mail whole state and it was going to offer price. Well, yeah, there's a price, but it's a property type, and the demographic I'm shopping is the same demographic. It's you know I maybe look for out of state or if I'm looking for out of county, um, I'm looking for a recreational type property. I'm buying by that market value, which is a bass boat property we're talking about. So what happens in, and we, and I see this every day and I'm sure you do too, so I don't, but I don't want to speak for you. But when I get somebody that says, Hey, Justin, I'm not getting results off the mailer. I want, I followed everything to a T and then I'm like, okay, cool. Let me see your data set. And they're mailing from two acres to seven acres and they're offering their prices are all over the place and they, they don't know really how they came up with the price. I'm like, well, you, and they took our course or they took, they, they did pricing with me and they're like, well, you know, they, they offer 20%. I'm like, well, why'd you offer 20%? Well, I saw that, you know, or whoever says, hey, 10% to uh, 30%. And so I just split the middle and just went with 20. And it's like, okay. Um, it's just, you know, you, you go through that and you're like, okay, well, you mail two to seven. We, we talk about, you know, five acre, 10 acre and up. Well, where did you go with that? Oh, well, I just didn't, you know, I didn't know if I could afford it or I didn't know that. So I'm like, okay, well, now you've changed what you're looking at. You're what you're you're fishing with, you know, a 
a frog and you really need a little bitty fly or a, a noodle to catch with, you know? And it's, so it's when you start to blend and tweak and it doesn't all add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What that, what you just said reminded me of like two different things is a mailer you just did mm-hmm. where I forgot how big you did, but you ended up, I think you said you got one out of a thousand. It was like one for 900. One yeah. for 900. Right. Yeah. And the, and that very same day, we got this comment in our group, which I hate this comment. That's why I'm going to call it out right now because it's a very, the sky is falling. But it's like, hey, uh, I just mailed 10,000 and yeah. I haven't gotten anything, right? There's too many people in this industry, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking if you mailed 10,000 and you didn't get a single one, you did something wrong. Yeah. that That's my opinion. I mean, I may be wrong at, at that by saying that, but that's that's my opinion. Well, let's, let's talk real numbers real quick. So Q3 or Q4 last year, I mailed a 3,500 set. Like a uh, and I got five off that deal. Like I closed five, and uh, I mailed the same data. I made I said the same counties, but I did out of county the second round. I didn't get anything, and it was like twenty eight hundred pieces of mail. Then I mailed another thirty three thousand ish. So I think the total is right right at nine ninety five hundred total, and and that was so that was Q four Q one this month or this year. They were every three to four months apart. So five, zero, and then I'm going to end up with five off this one right now is where I'm at. And so it's 9,500, give or take, you know, 20 or 30. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I'm going to end up with 10 properties. That's one for 950. The same, the same type of market value, the same area distance away from major metropolitan areas, and the same type of data sets, whether it's out of state, out of county, um, you know, that's what I tend to shop in. Mm-hmm. You know, that when we said just send more mail, well, that's kind of, I'm, I've got that dialed in over the long term. That's, I mean, I've got probably 300, 400,000 pieces of mail worth of data that says, Hey, Justin, this is, this is works for you. You know, now you may tweak the pricing from 30% to 35% or somewhere in there, 25 to 35. There may be a tweak that you just feel, Hey, you know what? I know there's a lot of competition in that market, so I'm going to shoot it up a little bit. And then I'm willing to negotiate if I get a deal back and I'm, I'm looking at the deal. So, you know, the question is, to me, is if you start mixing philosophies, then you can miss something in, in the why that people tell you to mail a certain way. Mm-hmm. The other thing you told sucked about was people didn't want to mail a certain acreage range because they might not be able to afford it. Yeah. I want every person that goes through our training to mail million-dollar properties. <laughs> I do. I want everyone to mail a number so high that it scares them. Th- yeah. That way they have everyone has to come back to us and we can all make money together. I I don't want people to be capped at, well, seven acres because I'm not sure I can afford more than that. Have you ever been in any land investing group, not just ours, but anyone where people aren't begging to put money into deals? Dude, there's uh, Marcus Brown started that thing, um, uh, fundmyland.com. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Google Sheet doc that's got a list. of. Yesterday I checked, it was 22 people on there that are willing to give you money. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many of them will do a million. I'm nervous over certain amounts. Like, yeah, but it's not like you have to go put all that in, right? If if someone came to me and said, we got a million dollar deal, uh-huh. and we we look at it, and we go, yeah, this is really a $3 million deal. We'll buy them for a million. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Well, I I, I did have one come in yesterday that was 4.8, uh, and they were looking at listing it for like six something, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head, 6265. Um, but it was, it was a development deal in San Antonio though, that they were going to cut up into 10,000 square foot lots and they had a developer. I, that one, the numbers impressed me. 
but I shy away from something like that because I know the, and, and I, I don't know the person. I don't, it's not like somebody like a, a Trevor or somebody like I have a, a, a working relationship with where I talk to once or twice, you know, a month. Um, but, and I don't know their experience when it comes to that. And this person may hear it and it's, it's just, that's not my normal. He wants transactional funding for it. It's not my normal mm-hmm. forte, but the, the piece to that is, is when it comes to a development like that, there's more involved than just flipping the paper unless that's what the, the plan is. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't get conveyed properly. But when you start talking development lots, like, well, that's, that's not what we teach yeah. or do. So that's yeah, not yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. 980 acre property we can buy for a million and, and split it up or, in the forties, hundreds, whatever, yeah. sell it for 3 million. Okay. Yeah. 4.8 for six doesn't excite me. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, if I was, you know, some of these people that have that kind of cash, I mean, it'd been, it would have been me looking at it a little bit farther, but just knowing the people I know in the development space and knowing what kind of capital it takes to do that with your impact studies and your things like that, then knowing that, did you know lots have different grades, A, B, C, D? depending upon the the drainage and that some builders will only take a certain grade lot like a grades to the front b to the back c to the left d to the right uh is where the drains are going to run for water like a uh, john houston he's only going to take an a home or some of the other big builders because they have been sued because water sitting in the back of the properties and so they only take it so you have to bring in another environmentalist to study it then you have to grade every lot to get that proper drainage and so there's things like that that come into play that you don't think about. That studies an extra five thousand dollars a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. A lot like, of money. A lot. A lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, I want everyone that takes our education to go find these million dollar fast boat properties. <laughs> yeah. Go know. big. Go big. Go home. Would we, could don't we, worry about not having the money. Could we call that a bass boat property at that point? That's like a as my uh, my two and a half year old so eloquently calls a yacht boat property a yacht boat well, go, yeah. go get those yacht boat properties <laughs> don't be scared of them like the money's out there no and, and you're exactly right like we and it takes some time to get okay with that i tell people the range i mail is seven to two hundred acres now have i mailed sections in states i've mailed entire states for sections and i offered ridiculously amount and i got six back mm-hmm. you can do that like you can do whatever you want when you send the mail some of it just lo- logic on it you have to judge like hey logically is this going to make sense like you don't go to Denver and mail infill lots in a market that's booming. They can't get enough houses and offer twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. on infill lot. It just doesn't work, you yeah. know. Yeah. You, you can't do that. Um, you're not going to go in and offer on half acre lots in a town that's a suburb or like something like a Denver, Atlanta, or something like that that doesn't have sewer in place because you can't get septic there because it's too small. And then they may have some kind of zone restriction where you can't put the lots together. So unless you're buying two together to make an acre, you you can't do that. So, I mean, there is money to be made in that, but there's more risk involved. And it's going to take more mail to find that home run deal. So you, we talk about limiting our risk and then getting the most bang for our buck with our mail. But, you know, the, the term just send mail, there's got to be something behind that. There's There's got to be a little bit more. It's like, hey, Justin, I'm going to go fishing. We'll just cast more. Well, if I don't have a lure or a hook or bait on there, what am I casting for? I'm never, a fish is never going to jump up and buy my buy my string. Right? Do fish just roam, swim around looking for hooks to put their mouth on? No, they don't. On it. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. got to make it, and that's what, and we say that, and I and I I know that we're probably guilty of it too because we'll just we'll just send more mail, but we're saying that with the assumption that you you followed it to the T, or you're you're making a logical offer blindly. 
Agreed. Any other words? I think you just said, I said a lot. right there. Okay. I said a lot. And it, and I noticed my voice. I, a did, I heard it going out. Yeah, it's a little different because when your daughter's at a national race, my son too, but he, he got motoed. He races some fast kids. You know, if you haven't seen the video, check out Spotted Turtle Racing. Give it a like. Give it a follow. And then... Watch her race as a nail biter to the end. Um, it's good to see her. She she rode strong all weekend, and I'm uber impressed uh, by the way she did. Um, you know, I I wasn't proud of myself, but I'm very proud of both my kids. They did a, a hell of a job. I'm proud of them too. Yep. So, all right, guys, Friday. We hope you have a great weekend. As always, just a favor. Go to Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and then I got one thing to add. Sorry, of course. It's sorry. It's <laughs> this is is this Friday show? It is Friday. Yeah. So next week will be mine and my wife's anniversary on the 18th. So this show will come out before that. What's the 18th? What day is it's that? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah, so I probably should say happy anniversary. It's our 15th year anniversary. All right. Because she'll listen years. to it about that Thursday. All right. Okay. 15 years. That's all I needed. All right. I just need to take a second. Let's see. Where do we stop there? We already said Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.